And now, you found PPW Unplugged. Your source for what really went on at PPW. Behind the curtain and on the road. With your hosts, Scott, Phil Bravado, find out. The voice of PPW, Paul Poe. And PPW producer, Alex Watt. It's PPW Unplugged. And it starts now. What's up, everybody? My name is Scott Finout, better known as Phil Bravado, and you have found the PPW Unplugged podcast, your source for everything that really went on behind the scenes at Pennsylvania Premier Wrestling, as always. And guys, this is a video, so you can see, as always, I'm joined next to the voice of PPW, Paul Bow and PPW producer, Alex Watt. Guys, how have you been this week? Yeah, I've been doing all right. I'm I'm glad to see that you're here in full effect and the Wi-Fi is on point. We're trying, you know. You live 45 minutes off the highway, you'll get uh some shitty internet. So uh we're trying. Hopefully we get through this thing. Paul, how are you doing, man? I guess I'm doing all right. A little stressed out as you saw. Your your blue eyes look simply radiant this morning, Scott. Um <laughs> and Alex looks very majestic as usual with his beard. I wish we could have had online him eating that banana because that was absolutely <laughs> made my morning. And Red Bull, you should be drinking King Kong energy drink. That could be the official <laughs> podcast. I'm trying, you gotta get it up here. I, well, I, I, can, I, can now, I can order it on Amazon now, can I not? It's not on there yet. We be Kong and brother. I'm trying to do your job, but they, they haven't caught up yet. Uh, today, we'll be doing something a little bit different, guys. As you can see, uh, we'll be doing a watch-along for PPW's Resolution Rumble. And as you can see, the details of this episode, we've provided a link for you guys to go if you want to check it out on YouTube. But you can check it out right here on this video. There's all We're also on audio at PA Pile Driver Podcast, so be sure to check that uh, out as well. But this match, guys, is part of... A bigger event. It, the event will take place on January 25th of 2019 inside the Holy Family Academy gym. It's, it's going to be the main event of this show. Uh, and it also sees Clutch Adams defeat Facade to retain the PPW Heavyweight Championship. We bring in Billy Gunn and the Brooklyn Brawler here. And it, it'll be a good deep dive into what, uh, you know, when that time comes when we do this episode, that'll be a good deep dive to get into that. <laughs> the Brooklyn Brawler, I've had a couple of uh, uh, good moments with, honestly. I thought he was, he was an all right guy, but what, what, a, what a crazy man. Um, but we're setting this resolution rumble up, uh, and it's got big effects for this show in April that we're, we're coming up on. The Super Show, of course, is what we're talking about. The winner of the rumble will challenge for the PPW Heavyweight Championship at the Super Show. And you see it in the WWE where the Royal Rumble is kind of a precursor for WrestleMania's main event. Whoever wins the rumble goes to WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Um, is that kind of, Paul, is that kind of what we're getting at here? Is that kind of the reason why we're, we're bringing in this rumble here? Oh, no, not at all. Um, the Rumbles were never set a certain time. They just basically came up when um, we – they should have been, but they weren't. They were kind of just random, um, thrown in whenever. Um, it would have been a good idea to have it as a precursor to the big show. Um, but we've had one, I know, in December. We've had one all different kind of dates. You know, we tried to coincide it with the WWE Royal Rumble, but it always didn't work out like that. 
Well, the PPW Resolution Rumble, guys, is going to be seen on episode 116. If you want to check out the full episode of High Voltage, uh, it's called the Rumble Special. It's got Billy Gunn on it there as the thumb. It's the main event of the television show. And, and we have uh, a little clip we did uh, before the match where we kind of uh, introduce everybody. It shows it's, it's very, I don't know what 80, I think it's maybe like late 80s, early 90s WWF where they'd show just a couple second clip of the guy we see fox vineyard sleeping um, which i always thought that was a great uh <laughs> great add-in with him but we see you know just like the, the typical poses and stuff anthony blackwell of the uh, tornado tag does the voice over here why i just thought it'd be different i thought it'd be good he did a great job on it um it sounded great it, it looked great it was a good it was a good lead into our to our night um and we're gonna start the the match if you're watching on youtube start the match at 55 39 ish around there um the link again is included and you're watching it here if you're watching it on video that's great and honestly guys i'd like to do this more in video but uh we'll see with my internet we'll see just how how it handles and how how it how it holds up but uh alex if, if you can cue this we can get this thing started um Got it. we're gonna talk over the the rumble uh Ooh. just like we do and and have a podcast here we're waiting on number one, and um, just I, I just really like this rumble. I like how it was set up. A lot of typical indie wrestling. Uh, you know, all 30 guys will come in at the same time or something, but this one's good. Andy Hedder, Paul, will draw number one here. And, man, he, he had a lot to, to do with putting to putting up, uh, you know, backstage anyway. He had a lot to do with the rumble and, and, and setting it up, did he not? Well, I, I, I actually do not know about that. I was in the ring. I know he did help out in the back. Um I thought Freddie set it up, but anyway. Um, <laughs> Are we Andy, blaming Freddie? Yeah, I'm blaming him. Andy was in the back, and they said he was very instrumental in setting it up. I know I talked to Andy a few days before the Rumble, and he said, hey, is there any way I could get number one? You know, he wanted to be the Iron Man, so uh, you know, it worked out like that, and he drew number one. How about that? And uh, <laughs> But he uh, he's always a good hand in the back. Well, Andy Hedder's going to be waiting to see who his opponent is. And, and Alex, we bring in somebody here who <gasps> a lot of people know. Okay? Yeah, people the know. shooter. <laughs> and he's going to make his debut here. Killian McMurphy. Uh, Alex, your thoughts on, on Killian? The shooter, Killian McMurphy, the shamrock shooter. Dude, uh, this guy is just one heck There's of an Alex. amateur yeah. background. It's me sitting over there doing a whole lot of nothing. But <laughs> enjoy the show. Uh, yeah, this guy's got a great amateur background and uh, just one heck of a, a shooter style. This is like, as I said, they call him the Shamrock Shooter. Well, you hear Charles Mason on commentary. I love doing Charles Ma uh, commentary with Charles Mason here. I thought he was really good, and he really appreciated this uh, spot that we gave him. Uh, you'll see him later on in this in this Rumble. But man, I remember him asking me, Charles Mason. He's like, "Yo, do you think um?" Paul's not going to do the commentary. And I said, I don't think he's sitting out there tonight and with us. And he goes, man, you, do you think I could get in? on? I've always wanted to do comment. And you know how many people ask uh, wrestlers, ask us to do commentary. Let, oh, can I get on a guest spot? I want it's, I don't know why everybody just wants to do this, but really? uh, you know, I, I, I told Charles Mason. Yeah, let's do it. I thought he was a good hand. I loved his promo. So um, it seemed to make sense to me. Uh, and, and Charles did a really good job. Good job here in this match. Alex, we got two uh, two good workers here in the ring to start this rumble off. Absolutely, you got Andy Header, who has just been a mainstay at PPW at this point, and uh, I'm pretty sure at this point he has broken away from Undeniable and uh, is kind of becoming a bit of a fan favorite. 
I always liked Andy Hatter. I always liked Killian McMurphy, too. Uh, Paul, this is only the second to last show that we did here before we had to stop because of COVID. Uh, but Killian McMurphy comes in here, and there seemed to be a lot of interest in in with the fans and bringing him in. Did, did we see or would we have seen a, a bigger future here for Killian in, in PPW? Yeah, he was actually booked for like three of the next four shows. Um, I know he couldn't make the show – that we did in February, I believe. That was the next show. I don't believe he was on that show, but he was booked from April, April, May, and June going wow. forward. But like everyone knows, that never happened. But yeah, he uh he was gonna be part of the main roster. Well, he would have been a great fit too. And he still might be. I mean, you know what I mean? We'll see what things happen. I mean, right. you know, once once things get going again, God knows when that'll be. <laughs> yeah. Well, oh, here comes the jump saw outlaw. <laughs> Bonacota coming out here. That's bonacota.com for you. Jumpsawoutlaw.com. Ten <laughs> off today if you buy socks. As, as we discussed last episode, Bo is quite the technological genius, right? I mean, he's yep. he's he's up on it. <laughs> He'll probably never see this because he doesn't know how to watch it. Uh, Alex, we talked about Bo Nakoda uh, last yeah. week's episode, and we talked about him in the Appalachian Outlaws, uh, but around this time, he's actually teaming with Bull Hightower. Um, he's been kind of a tag team, not specialist, but he's been a yeah. he's been in a tag team quite a bit in PPW. I mean, what, what team did you prefer? You know, I'm going to have to say the Appalachian Outlaws, just because Bull Hightower, uh, you know, a little shoot on him, he's a bit of a weird guy, uh, but, but nonetheless, a massive powerhouse. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I was a big fan of the Appalachian Outlaws personally. And look at this really cool graphic down in the bottom there. Countdown. Hey, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not saying anything bad about it. I absolutely dig it. Well, let's talk about it for a minute because in indie wrestling, um, it's supposed to be two minutes. I don't know if it's two minutes in between these, these entrances. So I just took the entrance when they came out and then just put it as you know what i mean so oh, nice. seconds from when they come out but i don't know if that's two minutes but Ooh. hey we see we see jay lion coming out here and alex i've always liked the main event but specifically like the work here uh, of jay lion moving around like a guy half his size i mean look at him i mean he's, he's good this this team um this team has a little bit of everything for me i and, and right now they are the ppw tag team champions as uh right now as what we're talking and right now in this video so Absolutely. Yeah, look at this look at guy agility. move. Oh, yeah. Insiguri there, huh, Alex? See that? Uh, absolutely. I mean, for a guy his size, to move like that is absolutely amazing. And uh, I believe the main event up at House of Glory, both trained by the amazing Red. So uh, you, you can definitely see where this style comes from. See. A big whip in by McMurphy on a clothesline. I'll stand Hanson. He almost decapitated Header. I believe uh, Killy McMurphy calls that the boy. The boy. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, here, we're comes on our next boy. here comes the gent, Jimmy Conway. Oh, boo. Alex, Alex, your favorite. Boo. Boo this man. <laughs> you know, let's talk about that for a minute. I mean, boo this man. That's what PPW is trying to get across here. I mean, mm. look, I know your personal feelings on him, but honestly, and you're a pretty objective guy, Alex. I mean, the sure. tag team of, of, of South Philly's finest is a fan favorite uh, forever. Uh, we're trying to push them as heels. Do you think that that really would have worked in, in the long term here? Well, I think so. I think when you have a team that you love so much to see them turn on you, the fan, it's it's got to... Uh, ensnare some real uh, passionate hate 
So you're you're gonna love to hate these guys because you love to love these guys and you don't want to hate them. But I do. do you, Paul, do you think that the uh, the South Philly experiment uh, was working here? No. Um. Here, here's my take on that. Um. South Philly will be cheered whether they're heels or baby faces, just yeah. like Lance on Hawaii when we had Lance heel. The, his fans are his fans no matter if they're face or heel. So it really doesn't matter, I guess. And here comes the madness of trip. I thought he was carrying like a shillelagh like Harley Quinn has, but it's a skulls <laughs> on who is that? Who is this guy? Who is that cretin on the side that of the right don't know. And I've I've really tried to look this up. Is that up. Yost? <laughs> it might be Yost. <laughs> That'll be on his IDM uh He's out there looking for a gig. It's the only reason I know it's not Yost. (laughs) Honestly, guys, I don't know the South Philly thing. On my opinion, uh, the South Philly thing, it was it was getting there. It was really getting there. I think uh, I can see both of your guys' points in terms of you know, but I don't know. I I've always seen them as heels, but everybody's like them, Um, and that's nothing against them. I mean, it's just I've always seen that more as a heel persona than a than a face but they do it well and that's why people like it so now we're down to killian and trip and bonacota and andy header is going to still be in there can you tell us a little more about trip Uh, i i don't know too much about him personally paul bo's gone oh fuck but i can tell you a little bit about trip uh trip was uh trips from buffalo uh i i got to know him in ecpw uh a decent hand you know um a weird a really weird guy um and i don't care if he gets pissed at me for saying that or not he's a he's a he's a weirdo um but uh but yeah you know and and he actually had a couple matches here before trip um in in as part of ppw cooling in 2014 uh, which predates both me and you um yeah. i think that was uh with scotty too hotty when we brought him in um so you know i mean trips trips a good hand he's a little weird but uh he also comes sure. from buffalo and he's got kind of the terrell kenneth thing where it's like well you are a long ways away, aren't you? So, right. We got Alexander Bateman. Da- Bateman would debut in the Scranton Brawl uh, at the mall. Uh, Bateman just came down, and that would feature Coco Beware uh, in a losing effort, teaming with RJS and James Ellsworth. That's a, that's a hell of a way to come in. Wow, what a, what a team there! Yeah, um, is the uh, Alexander Bateman? I believe he's one of the students from the PPW Academy. Yeah, and I and I know he worked a lot with Drew Adams um, as a henchman, and I know RJS as well, who we just seen come down here. Um, and wow, what an entrance! How he just walks down like with his shoulders, like you know. I'm like, dude, show some like, um, yeah, <laughs> like you're here to win. He's no. like the Daria of PPWs. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness gracious. But yeah, we got uh, we got RJS in here and Alexander Bateman. And Bateman, yeah, he did do a lot of work uh at PPW Underdogs and he did do a lot of work with uh with Drew Adams as his henchman. Now we're about waiting for somebody else to come down. Trip barely holding on. Yep, now we got yeah, it's about it's around two minutes. Yeah. <laughs> not, I'm sitting there commentary going, there's no way that somebody's counting two minutes in the back. There's zero. They're that was Freddie keeping the time. I apologize. I had to leave again. That was Freddie. I believe coming in all the way from Bikini Bottom is Squid Sterling. Bikini <laughs> Bottom. Isn't that where SpongeBob lives? Yeah. Oh, gosh. Christ. 
Well, you know, Alex, this is the only time that we will see Squid Sterling here. He's making his PPW debut in the Rumble. Uh, I think he might work it true, guys. Uh, he what, was GSW. Yeah, he 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 refed a couple times, like one or two times for us. He's a, he refed. He trained at oh. backbreakers. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know he refed. All right. Okay. Was that like long, like a long, like? No, uh, not that long ago. Good guy. He's a nice kid. That's cool. Okay. And uh, Alex, what are your thoughts here on Squid Sterling? I like the guy. He look like I don't know too much about him, but he looks good. Yeah, I I, I heard a lot about him coming in, but I didn't really know much about his work before he did. Oh, you see that? Not to cut you off. Header with the hangman's neck breaker. Please <laughs> always, please always cut me off. If there's a move for sure. <laughs> well, we're gonna wait for our next guy. And Paul, spoiler alert, it's gonna be Fox Vineyard. I love this entrance. I Ooh, hate it. Well, I hate cleaning it up. I hate cleaning it up. I love the entrance, though. It looks really good. I think I it's love smart. the haircut. Yeah, what does he do? I mean, he's he certainly can't be a banker. Well, obviously, I'm not going to his barber. Look at his hair. <laughs> I believe the barber is Mikey Hanger. Well, I like Mikey. Yeah, but Mikey didn't cut his hair. No <laughs> I'm way. Kidding. I'm kidding. Well, guys, if he did, it's way overcharged for it. Guys, help me set the record straight because Fox Vineyard comes in. It says online at PPW Juice, but I think I recall him debuting at an Impact show uh, with the Punk Rock All-Stars. Is that true, or did he come? Because I, I remember, I think I remember him coming in with the Punk Rock All-Stars and me thinking, yeah, wow, he, yeah. He, he debuted at the Impact show. He did the seminar, and I oh. remember him asking me, um, and this is this is straight shoot here. Is this seminar fixed? I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, is it rigged? I'm like, no, it's not rigged. <laughs> the guys. And he's like, really? I'm like, yeah, really. They really are picking the guys. He goes, all right, I want to get a spot on PPW. And they did pick him. And, yeah. you know, he got into six man tag with the punk rock all stars. And then we talked afterwards and decided to use him. I always thought he had a great look. I always thought he was a good I love Fox, yeah. A great person. I mean, he really is a good person behind the scenes. And, uh, and, and I, and I always mark for people like that. And, God, what a good, like I said, what a good look, what a good talent. He was in Ring of Honor uh, a little bit, or at least uh, the prospect thing, I think. Yeah. 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 Upstate New York guy. Uh, so, obviously, of course, you see the talent. But You do uh, know Reggie Bush just came into the ring, right? Yeah, yeah. Ian Bush. Ian yeah. Bush. <laughs> oh, I, didn't even, I didn't said Reggie Bush. Take his Heisman. He's number yep. 11, Ian Bush. <laughs> Uh, comes yeah. in, uh, Alex. Do we know anything about Ian Bush? I don't. I yeah. Well, uh, coming into this, I knew a bit about Ian Bush uh, from working at Outbreak Wrestling, which is quite a few towns over. Uh, but he has quite a big following from his college pals. Uh, I do remember seeing uh, quite the uh, following from from his fans in the crowd. I'll go somebody there. I'm not RJS. sure who that was. RJS takes a spill to the outside. Uh, did he sell it? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, Ian Bush, I don't know anything about him though. I was, I know, very respectful, very nice guy when he he did introduce himself. You know, he came for the seminar also, and that means a lot. Like I said, the the we said this last episode. Don't be a dick. Yeah, and absolutely. he wasn't. <laughs> Sam Adams on the ring. Well, yeah, Sam Adams drinking a Red Bull. I was. <laughs> Look at him, Mike Stone Cold. As a watch out, he gives you wings. As a shoot, I think that truly, honestly, was my Red Bull that he took there. I think I do recall that now. Uh, Paul Sam Adams, as you said, in the ring, he debuted at PPW Attitude in a losing effort, teaming with with, Hal, with Havoc, uh, easy for me to say, uh, to take on David Starr and the visiting X-Pac. But does Havoc 
have anything to do with getting Sam Adams into PPW here initially, or is that just something that he teamed with? How does Sam Adams come into PPW? Havoc had zero to do with that. Zero. Okay. Um, <laughs> who, who got him into here? Because I know uh, that Sam Adams was was trying to get in here for a while, and I remember him asking if we had any room. Do we have any room? And at that time, we didn't. And I remember the one night we were up in actually a mountaintop at Jim McCune's house, one of the owners, uh, older owners of PPW. And I remember he called and I remember Ryan talked to him on the phone and Ryan's like, you know, this guy really, really wants to come. And I'm like, you know, let me message Tony, see if we have any spots and we can throw him in a four way or five way or six way, whatever. Um, one of the big matches. And uh, Tony said, yeah, bring him. So that's how we brought him. And ever since then, he's been here. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Yeah. And, and Sam Adams, when he came in, this is this is one thing we want to definitely stress. First thing you usually talk with people about is, you know, what's it going to cost to get here? Sam Adams' first thing was, I'm not looking for a penny. I'm looking for a chance. That's, all, that's what he said. You got to respect that. Great guy. Great guy. Well, to update our audio listeners, Bull Hightower came in at number 13, still in the match. And now we see number 14. Oh, Han. Han. <laughs> Ooh. The Persian wow. prince. The Persian prince. If you're dyslexic, you get it immediately. But most yep. people aren't, so they won't get it. Hey, 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 not to interrupt you here. Do you know yeah. yep. that his music was supposed to be from Ohana? And he <laughs> I had the music from Ohana and I wanted to play that for him. And, you know, when he beat the drums. Yeah, he he yeah. knows so he didn't even know what Ohana was, which that doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Well, Alex, uh, we, we see him come in here. Uh, you know, we covered it on a prior episode of PPW Unplugged about the origins of the gimmick. But we have Noah essentially out here without a mask on. I mean, what, what are your thoughts on this? I think he's a good looking guy. I think he could have done it without the mask. I think he looks like he looks yeah. like a good worker. Here. I kind of expected to do a uh, three faces of Foley with him. If he could uh, pull out <laughs> one more gimmick, it would have been great. Uh, three faces of Noah. Uh, <laughs> I, I absolutely I, I like Noah and look at this powerhouse coming out. Oh, look at that jackass time. next to him. Well, yeah. Isaac Rule coming down with Ryan Race at number fifteen, and the No Limits Champion, as you hear me saying, Isaac Rule. And there we go, Slugfest, Titan, the Titan Texan, and the German Juggernaut exchanging pleasantries right in the middle of the ring. I'll tell you what, I got one word to describe Isaac Rule. One. Yeah. That's it. Alex, thick. <laughs> Absolutely, you popped the hell out of me there, Paul. Look yeah. <laughs> at these two exchanging haymakers. But Bull Hightower is like clubbing with those sledgehammer-like hands over the back. A lot of kicks and punches. Ryan Race would love this battle. Uh, this Royal Rumble when there's kicks and punches, he loves that kick and punch, kick and punch. Well, Paul Isaac Rule from the Underdogs Training Academy here in in Hazleton, we're giving him a title here immediately. I mean, we're we're kind of strapping a little bit of a mini rocket onto him uh, in the beginning of his career. What what are your thoughts here on on Isaac Rule, either in the ring or outside of it? Well, outside the ring, I told you, thick. Inside the ring, um, <laughs> also, I mean, he's a big kid. You can't teach size. Um, I mean, he has, you know, he's gotten a lot better. He has a lot of work to do. He knows that. Um, first thing he had to, has to work on in his ring, and he even said that, is cardio. You know, he would get blown up a lot. You know, people don't realize when you're in that ring under the hot lights. I mean, I know I can. I'm in the, when I was in the Rumble, I was in for 10 seconds. I was blown up. Yeah. So imagine going, you know, with, with guys 250 pounds and, and yeah. you know. Listen, I get blown up just walking into the ring. Well. <laughs> C.R. O'Malley just walked into the ring. Number 16, he is the main event manager here. Alex, uh, C.R. O'Malley is going to become the main event manager, I think, on this night, on this event. Uh, what do we need to know about C.R. O'Malley, or what are your thoughts here as him uh, 
being the manager of the main event. Well, uh, yeah, I, I know. <laughs> He's a backbreakers kid, too. That's, yeah, that's what I was just trying to figure out. I do believe he was a backbreakers guy. Um, this is the first time at PBW we're going to see him in the ring, and unfortunately the last time. And we just seen him take get it get taken out of the ring by Bull <laughs> Hightower, so he's eliminated. Absolutely. Uh, and now we got Rembrandt at number seventeen. Can I make one comment about CC? Please, uh, please. Valley. Yes. One comment off the record. Well, beyond the record, but it's outside the ring. We did a show at the Steamtown Mall. He lives in Scranton. Mm-hmm. He drove down to Holy Family after the show to help us unload the ring because we didn't have much help, and then drove wow. back to Scranton. Wow. And, awesome. Again. Did not ask for a penny. Came to help. Did not have to do that. He was a great guy to me. Uh, very professional and very respectful. Good um, kid. Yeah, really good behind kid. Uh, the, the scenes. I, I'd love to see him back, honestly. Uh, yeah. You know, he, he's a good dude. I believe. I don't know if he still does. I believe he has also has a podcast. Well, number 17 was Rembrandt. We're only Alex. plugging stuff on the Wicked Turtle Network. We're not <laughs> plugging anybody else. And screw Johnny Moran, too. <laughs> Alex, uh, Rembrandt's still going to be on the outside of the ring as Siler Andrews at number 18 enters. But, yes. Alex, let's go back to Rembrandt for a minute. I'm putting over the injury on commentary that Rembrandt had the month before Ooh. and how we thought he was really, really going to get hurt. I mean, this was like a, a serious <laughs> yeah, a real, real injury. Oh, yeah. yeah. This, was like, this was like, guys, if you're if you're at, this, at the PPW show, you're watching the show, and you're just like, oh, cool, in between matches, this is, you know, ho-hum. It's kind of quiet. Uh-uh. No. no. Behind the scenes, PPW is going nuts because – of this injury, Alex. Well, I think all the fans kind of, the, the arena stood still when you heard his leg bang off of the, uh, the guardrail. Yep. And, uh, and I'm pretty sure that night he had to take a ride in a fast Freddy taxi to the, uh, the ambulance. <laughs> if, that's, if that's not an oxymoron. Well, that is definitely an oxymoron because that taxi would take about three days to get to the, to the hospital. <laughs> Hashtag piss bottle. Well, we got number we got number nineteen here, and it's Johnny Moran. Alex, we talk about Johnny Moran, uh, how he's held every title and uh, in PPW except for the heavyweight well, one. Well, that in the women's title, but uh, we have a solution. It's called a wig. We're gonna make it happen. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, he's he's one title away from being a Grand Slam champion here at PPW. There you go. Well, going back to Siler, who is at number. I'm not 18. speaking to Johnny Moran. I'm mad at him. Paul Siler and Sam Adams debuted the Sam right I will. Tag team at PPW Heat Blast uh, when we brought in Summer Ray and and Siler and Sam debut this team. Uh the crowd very much behind them and supporting of this. Um this this really is is a really good tag team, is it not, Paul? They get over. Oh, huge. One of the best tag teams we have. I love the Sambo show. The crowd loves the Sambo show. I know you're gonna be mad at me again, but I'm gonna go off topic again. No, please. You know why the show was called Heat Blast? Well, I thought because Summer Rae was hot. Sure. Uh, no, it was actually named after my horse. When I was younger, my dad had a racehorse. <laughs> I swear to God, and I have pictures. <laughs> I remember you telling me yeah. this, and I don't believe it even now. <laughs> I, ha- I will find the pictures. I have them. They're up, they're up got there to put this over. The I got it. That's a Alex, thumbnail if he gets a... Alex, yeah, I'm going to picture you. the horse. The horse's name was Heat Blast. He had the record back in like 88 or 89 for the most wins at Pocono Downs. I know where the article is. I will find that. That's out in the garage. Alex, I got to tell you, honestly, I don't know if this is true, but I can tell you one thing. That story has not changed since the first time I heard it. So that I heard it going up the back stretch. It's Heat Blast by a length on the outside. Tropical ball time now leads up there. Yeah, <laughs> it's back here. Johnny Moran outside. Here comes Kakoa. Kakoa cleaning house. Down goes Siler Andrews at the half mile, 48 and 2. Lead it. 
<laughs> that's great. That's you guys want excellent. me to go into my horse racing mode? Oh, and down excellent. the stretch they come. Nicola <laughs> just got a shot right in the breadbasket by McMurphy. Uh, <laughs> that, is, that is easily Look at Sam top. Adams. He's like a buzzard. Just hopping on like his go. roadkill. Oh, God. Oh, my I miss God. Paul on commentary. Paul, we, we Sally Pandora it. in the ring. Look at this. Oh, Mexican head scissor takeover. Who's coming in next? I don't even know where this show's at anymore. <laughs> well, it was a uh, massive surprise return by Kakoa. Yeah. yeah. And then it all that now, And now we've got number 21, Bro Keller. Mm. Alex, we see all energy Bro Keller enter here at number 21. And a little unknown fact about Bro Keller right now is he's never won a match here in PPW. He's still it's coming. It's coming. Has not managed to win a match. Alex. What yeah. do we need to know about Bro Keller? Well, what you need to know about Bro Keller is that he brings the energy, all of the energy, Scott. <laughs> He's incredibly athletic and incredibly agile. Paul, what are your thoughts on Bro? You, you like him here? Yeah. Collegiate, All American, um, track, I believe. Yep. Um, at Kutztown. At Kutztown. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. Love Bro Keller. Bro Keller was brought to us. Actually, Frank Boris recommended Bro Keller, so I reached out to him and uh, kind of made it happen. And I wanted to, I, he's definitely going to be part of PPW in the future. Oh, yeah. And and I know Alex has him on, going to have him on high tension. Yeah. Um, good guy, super super easy to deal with. I, he's one of my favorite people. And what is Mason doing? Charles Mason uh -oh. on commentary goes, "Oh wait, that's me." I'm number 22. And that was a shoot. It sounded great, but it was a shoot because he looked over at me during commentary. He goes, Scott, I don't know what number. I'm like, I don't have the sheet. I don't know. Uh, I, I, call this. I call this as I see it. He's like, I don't I don't know what number. I'm like, well, when no one comes out, go out. And that's what he did. That was a complete shoot that he'd completely forgotten what number he was. But Charles Mason really did his homework here uh, with knowing these guys. He knew their history. He knew the title history between them. I mean, he Ooh, was very and now who is that that went crashing out? That Mason. Mason. Back to the commentary table, Mason. <laughs> As uh, I will get the guy over. I will tell you, the uh, Bro Keller, I think the first time I was exposed to him, Paul, when uh, Paul made me go to this event uh, in Harrisburg, like, I think it was Pro Wrestling Empire did a tribute. It was Pro Wrestling Empire, yeah. Yeah, that okay. was the first time I was exposed to him. Time sensitive here as uh, Antonio Rivera just threw that jacket off and he came out with the jacket, Paul. Can you explain a little bit of the history of this jacket? Because it means something here in PPW. Absolutely. Tommy Swade um, was one of the trainers that helped Antonio Rivera at uh, Underdog School. And Tommy, he owed, you know he credits all his training to Tommy. I mean, it was Tommy, Johnny Moran, Mikey Whipwreck, the mm -hmm. three trainers we had here. But he was, you know, he really um, clicked with Tommy Swade and, Tommy gave him his jacket to wear. So that's a huge, huge honor. A yeah. PPW first ballot Hall of Famer whenever we whenever we build that. And we have to get Tony's father-in-law to build the Hall of Fame for PPW. I'll get Kingy Corrali to build the Hall of Fame. Hey, enough. Hey, Paul, enough Kong energy and anything's possible, is it not? Absolutely. <laughs> oh, look at Fox just decapitated header. Holy man. Friggin' Ichabod Crane. It's butter. Well, number 24, we see Manikia, and I don't know. This is a little different look for Manny, and, and I, I like this look. I, I Honestly, I, I do like it, but it reminds, me of, of, yeah. it reminds me of a foot soldier. I was going to say, it looks like the foot clamp for the Ninja like, Turtles. Yeah. Those, yeah. Those, those, whatever they are, dreadlocks look, look very um, <laughs> dreadlocks. <laughs> long or whatever should I say. <laughs> dreadlocks, I love I don't it. know what the hell they are. Oh, We're hanging oh, between, between that and the horse racing, you're on fire today. Yeah, they're really <laughs> <are>. <laughs> um, But now we got uh, we got butter. 
coming into the ring and, and header, is, header is still in there guys just just to keep pace and keep and header's still like going a mile a minute there yeah, yeah, was all that Red Bull. yeah it was the red bull from phil bravado you're welcome andy header oh uh, we got a countdown who's coming up next let me see who this is phil can i can i handle this guy you can oh let me see who it is i, think I don't I lost know my sheet i i lost where we're at <laughs> number 25 Okay. Oh, I know who this is. He's from the concrete jungle. That would be AKA the hood. Well, we're going to, we're going to see him debut in a match against Manny in Honesdale. And uh, now I got my, here he, there he is the ghetto Nolo. samurai. Nolo Kitano and Paul, your thoughts on Nolo. Love him. Love yeah. him. Actually, I got to give credit to Tony on this one. Tony said to me, there's a guy at house of glory does a samurai gimmick. Can you ask Evander James about him? That was the information I got. I'm like, Okay, that should right. narrow it down. Got and me in contact with the Ghetto Samurai, and he was more than happy to come to PPW. And he's getting a lot of bookings now. And staying with you, Paul, I mean, Evander has uh, Evander has really kind of been, you know, I mean, we've covered this on other episodes, but I don't assume everyone listens to every episode. So Evander uh, kind of acts as the middleman here between PPW and, and House of Glory. He uh, is the li liaison. Yeah. <laughs> If you know a lot of these talents uh, that that you like in PPW, a lot of them do come from House of Glory, and a lot of them you can thank Evander James for really a uh, an MVP behind the scenes for sure for us. Yeah, so. Don't pump his head up too much. I got to be honest. Midas Black's there, number twenty six, and Paul, the main eventer on a roll right now. Before we take a break from the pandemic, they are the PPW Heavyweight Champions. As I said, uh, do you think that the main event would have held on to this title? Uh, for for a long time, or was this scheduled to be kind of a uh, an in between transitional title run? Um, I, I think originally it was scheduled to be transitional, but seeing how much in uh, how much they resonated with the crowd, I think it would have been a long term thing to be honest with you, because they really hit it off once they got their gimmicks and their shirts and everything. People really liked them. Andy Header looks like Christ on the cross as he's up there <laughs> on the thing there. The I know PGW it's not on Sunday yet. I think that's this weekend though. But um, <laughs> headers up on the cross there. Well, hey, it was not you guys, give me two minutes. I got to take a phone call. Sorry, sure. this is no, live that's TV. That's fine. It'll give me time to boo this man too. Alex, yeah, your, yeah. Thoughts on, your thoughts on Luca? Uh, you know what? I actually, of the two, I, I actually really enjoy Luca. Uh, I think he's a good guy in an inside and outside of the ring. I still have his hat. Do you? I got one of his hats. Uh, before I uh, before the whole pandemic thing, I go, hey, I got your hat. For some reason, it ended up in my bag. And he's like, okay. And I'm like, but I'm at commentary, so I'm not really sure how that happens. I'm like, but you're the only person that knows that, that you know that I know that wears these oh. type of hats at PPW. And you see Jimmy Con Conway hit Rosie with the powder. But, but Luca, if you're listening, you will get that hat back. I promise you. I, I, I offered to mail it to him. He's like, no, brother, just get it to me at the next show. That was never a happened. Yeah. <laughs> never happened. Oh, well, we see Midas try to get Luke out. Now, Bob I did see there. that Jimmy Conway went through the ropes, but I don't think he went over the rope. No, well, he was eliminated before, remember? Ah, that's right. He came down and was uh, trying to attack uh, Midas Black, trying to get them out. Now, we got Deshaun Pratt and coming out at number 28 and Alex yeah. Pratt over the prior three months in this rumble was involved in a multi-man matches, a couple of them for the PPW heavyweight championship. Do you think that Deshaun Pratt will be the PPW heavyweight champion one day? Absolutely. Um, I, I, correct me if I'm wrong. Does he still hold the, uh, the briefcase at this point? 
I think he yeah, does. He does hold it at this point. Yes, he okay. does hold it these days. Yeah. So and by uh, the way, a quick a quick tidbit on that. It's not yellow or golden. It is John Deere yellow. Because I guys, not to interrupt you. Yeah. This is the best producer next to Alex Watt. Cam Crossley on the phone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's the CEO of King Kong Energy. Oh, we gotta get sponsored. Yeah, well, no, he has nothing to do with it, but we're just gonna say he's oh baby, here comes Chris Banks. All right, Cam, I gotta go. Chris Banks drawing number 29 as Bruce Pritchard gets off the phone over there. Banks is only his second in his second match here at PPW, Paul. And he's teaming with JJ uh, Adams in a losing effort against the Sambo show. Can't blame him for that. But Paul, Chris Banks seems like he just comes out of nowhere here for me, at least. Uh, how does he come to PPW? Who does he know? Who does he send a resume to? How does that all that happen? Um, there's no resume. Um, Chris Banks. <laughs> Um, I met Chris at a uh, show. Actually, I think it was uh, um, PCWA. He came with Adina. I mean, he's Adina's other half. Um, and I, I, I just got to show you guys this. <laughs> we're you know, you know, everybody knows I do basketball and stuff like this. So we're we're planning on doing a game tomorrow night in Philly, and we need to set for our production to set up. This is the picture, and I will send this to you, Alex. Maybe you could get it on the thing here. You have to show this. Would you hurry up so we can continue okay. with the show? <laughs> it looks like the steps from Sesame Street. As if this is not hard enough. There. Anyway, Chris Banks, I met him. At, he was at uh, at what you yeah. call at uh, PCWA and talked to him a couple times. Tony asked about using him. He came to a couple PPW shows. We put him in. I said he has a good look. Let's use him. Blah, blah, blah. Rest yeah. is history. Part of the roster. There you go. Paul, Phil. can you tell us a little bit about the toothpick that just came into the match? <laughs> Drew Adams drawing number 30 if you couldn't have guessed who Alex was talking about if you're listening to the audio version uh, Adams also a member of the underdog training center and, and Adams is one of the main reasons that PPW traveled to Honesdale and he'll yeah, probably he set that up for a senior project yeah yeah and how I talk about that for a minute I mean I thought I was really impressed with uh, his age coming in promoting a show even with our help that's great but he did he did quite a bit for this show. He at home. did everything. I'll be yeah. honest. He did everything for the show. Yeah. I told him I would help him with the posters and things, but he took full responsibility. He just didn't want to handle any of the money. I said, don't worry. I'll handle that. Look at Freddie. Jesus Christ. Cookie monster in that friggin' light blue shirt. <laughs> well, Freddie's going to come into play here, guys. And Where was I? Freddie's going to come into play here, guys, and it's because the story going into this match is that Facade was cheated out of the PPW Heavyweight Championship the month before. I got Fred you. Akers said that he was going to make it right by him. Facade is actually the last person in at number 31. So this is kind of Facade's um, kickback or whatever, payback for, for getting screwed. Freddie helped him out, gave him the last spot. Now Facade's in there. Now we've got everybody in the match that we're going to have. And one of these guys here, guys, is going to go to the Super Show in April, assuming it did never happen, but it, it was assuming that they would get to the Super Show to face a PPW heavyweight champion. Spinning back heel Adam. Kick. That was a good kick. That was a spinning back heel kick, yeah. That was you learned out of Mortal Kombat. There are a couple of spots in here, and I will point them out uh, when when we get to them that are just great. I got to say, uh, I will not have the time because we're going to be talking about how cool they are, but good shots from the camera guys here. Oh, right out goes the ghetto samurai. And there goes Katano. Right to the concrete of Holy Family from the concrete jungle, and out goes the man who spent more, more time on the canvas than Rembrandt. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like don't know him. if that's the canvas he wanted to be spending time on. but yeah, Kakoa's still in there. The Hawaiian warrior. 
Yeah, fans really uh, – he was a surprise coming back here. Fans uh, loved Kakoa. They really did. They really loved him. Well, he got a huge pop coming out here. This is the first time in oh. literally two years, and now he'll be gone. But uh, every time I put somebody over, Alex, they just get eliminated. But um, Kakoa <laughs> – Anybody uh, eliminate uh, Freddie? Can we get Freddie eliminated <laughs> from Smash? He's not in this one. <laughs> oh, don't eliminate him. He has no legs to walk on. That's true. Chris oh, Banks. Big knee by Banks. Look at Banks, though. Tell me Chris Banks doesn't look like yeah. a badass. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and then Deshaun Pratt, uh, he's another one. I mean, some one of the most underrated guys. I mean, he's been there and back. He's been in the business a long time. Good guy. You know what's cool about this is in that ring right now, I can honestly see Everybody winning. I mean, Killian's new, so I'm like, okay, probably not. And Andy uh, is at a mid-card level, but I would wish he would be higher. Um, but I could still see us being like, yeah, let's strap it a little bit to him. But honestly, yeah. most of these guys right here, I could definitely see uh, walking out. So as a fan, I'm like, man, this is going to be a good this is going to be a good ending because I don't know who's going to win. And Heather doesn't care. I don't even remember who won. <laughs> Heather, Heather doesn't Heather, – I'm just kidding you. Heather, Heather doesn't care. He'll take a beating from anybody. He just loves to get hit. I remember when yeah. I think it was Hernandez chopping him. Or it was a Bob Hawley. I was at the hospital for that Bob Hawley match. They said I know Bob Hernandez Hawley. chopped him quite a bit. Yeah, he likes getting chopped like that. He, he, Give him a kiss before. Give him a little kiss on the forehead before he chopped him too, Hernandez. <laughs> oh, did. Jesus Christ. I seen Heather's face. I'm like, that wasn't talked about. That that yeah. came out of nowhere. <laughs> he didn't expect that, I don't think. But Header's on my all hair team too. <laughs> oh, the shooter, Killian McMurphy. Uh, he's going up and over. Let's see. Oh, oh there he goes. Scott strikes again with. And guys, number one just oh, kicked out number the, two. He got a receipt for that one from the Neon Ninja. And, and uh, no, Header hung on. Man. I love, I got to tell you, I got to love Andy Hedder, uh, but I love Andy Hedder's performance in this rumble. I thought this was an excellent rumble. I know uh, that he had choreography or did a lot of choreography for this match and set up a couple spots and stuff like that. So I know that like he really did have a huge part in this rumble and how it played out, how good it was. And I, I do have to give him credit for this. Now this, um, you got four guys here. Like I said, all four could win this thing. I'm, I'm going for facade as a fan. But I'm also thinking that Deshaun is deserving of it. I'm also thinking that Chris Banks looks badass enough. Yeah. But I don't think that Bro Collar, Bro Collar could come out of nowhere. Maybe this is the time. Yeah. But, you know. At this time, I'm out in the crowd and I am rooting for Bro Keller. I am a huge fan of Bro Keller. Just not <clears throat> good guy. Who's left here? I'm trying to see who's left. Facade, yeah. Banks, Pratt, and Facade. Yep. Um. We got There's Keller a double team. You see the two heels teaming up. Facade. Look at that. Oh, man. To Tope Conwiglo. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I just make up names. Phil used I'm to make up names all the time. I comment there. I just rolled it. If I don't know a move, I just pick a random city with a terrible sports team and then kind of come up with whatever generic move it was. I don't. I can tell you I don't know wrestling moves. That's why I team with Paul Bow. Even if I don't know them, I just make them up. Who's going to know the difference? I don't. That's why I roll with them. <laughs> yeah, what the hell? <laughs> Facade's looking to start the bus. Look at him. He's starting to size him up. He has Banks measured. No, Banks coming in. The typical up and over on the canvas. And now a kick for your troubles, I'm sure. No, no a punch. I thought that would be a kick, too. Yeah. yeah. It would have made sense. Well, Phillips wrestled many matches. He knows where the spots go. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I can tell how's you. Your, how's your eye? Good, good. It's a lot Looks better. Good. It's a lot better. 
Looks good. Deshaun has facade there. Facade's trying to ram his way in. Banks still throwing haymakers. He did not decide to get back in the ring. He's just on the apron. He does know if he goes gets hit, he's off. Yeah. He's out. Oh. Back in. Here comes the kick now. Yep. Boom. There he goes. Down goes Frazier. Out of the thing. Now we're down to three. We got Bro Keller, Deshaun Pratt, and Facade. And we are going to have here, the fans here were cheering for Facade or Keller. They did not want Deshaun to win. No, he, he is a heel right now. He's got, like we said, the BPW golden briefcase, the John Deere yellow briefcase. Did That's you spray paint that? Yeah, John Deere yellow, baby. Where I'm, where my, I'm at. It's still in my garage. I took it in my garage. I didn't want to leave it in the school. It's in my garage, and the label's like falling off it. So I live in, in such a hick town that you can't even get yellow. It's all based on tractor color. The brand and the color. I could have went John Deere green, but it wouldn't have made sense. No, it's just like that banana you were eating was John Deere yellow. <laughs> You're damn right. It's still here. It's such a hard banana. Is that Rhonda's or yours? <laughs> I'm not going to eat my mom's banana. I mean. <laughs> your, oh. your mom said something to me the other day on Facebook. I can't remember. I commented on it again. She just oh. laughed. Jesus. I love her thing on whatever was a, it, her her thing is Rhonda not Rousey. <laughs> Rhonda not so Rousey, yeah. <laughs> I love that. That's good. There goes facade, hanging on for dear life with one arm. We're getting close to these two spots, gentlemen, that are just amazing, and both of them, unsurprisingly, have been involved uh, facade. So I'm getting very close to a bathroom break. <laughs> Jesus, forty five minutes in. Hey, I'm old. I can't hold my. Oh, see, he botched that spot. That? Here, he botched that spot. But here's the cool thing: Facade jumped off of the ring into my lap, and when I oh, turn right. into my lap, on the table. you can see he's literally on top of the table. Look I'm at me like, in my oh, bald spot. Look at me in my bald spot, saying, "What the hell happened?" Dude, I'm like, <laughs> I told Facade, "You okay? You okay?" He's like, "Holy cow! I've landed that." He couldn't believe he did it. That was amazing. Look, look at Mason. Oh, is that another Red Bull? He's going to get my Red Bull again. Just absolutely crazy. For a guy that when we had Gatorade at the mall and I was giving out everybody, he goes, is that sugar free? But he'll take a Red Bull anytime he needs to. And he like pops those bangs like they're friggin' Smarties. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, man. Look at Cardin over there in the background. I saw at the table. Looks confused as ever. There's a shock. So in the background here, guys, as we have a lot of action going on right in front of us, in the background, Danny Moe is going to carry Facade from from the table to the ring and get back yeah. on so that fa Facade doesn't have to uh, touch the floor. Danny wow. Moe's great. Danny's good. I couldn't tell you, man. That was one of the coolest spots, uh, being a commentary and seeing Facade. Oh, and there goes Bro Keller. And now here comes the spot that is beautiful. Paul, call this. Paul, call this for us. Facade going up top. He's gonna go coast to coast. It looks. Praise to the Greek god Aphrodite. And here he goes. Oh man! Nailed it. Down goes Deshaun Pratt. Absolutely beautiful. And there is your winner of the Rumble, the Neon Ninja, the Aerosol Assassin, man, Michael oh, the man. Bomber Facade. Now, Paul, how this match would get you another opportunity at the. PBW Championship, correct? Yes, yeah, so he'll go on. Uh, as we know right now, guys, he'll go on to face Clutch Adams, the PPW Heavyweight Champion at Super Show. Uh, both of you guys, uh, who would have won that match? Facade. 100%. Mm -hmm. Paul? Uh, were we putting, were we putting say... the rock on Facade here? 
Well, I think it should have been facade. I don't know if it would have been. We really never discussed it. And and I think Deshaun Pratt was going to file some kind of grievance, and it might have been a three-way. Yeah. Well, he still would have had the opportunity to cash in on yeah. his uh, golden ticket opportunities. So. I don't know if he was going to ca- I don't know if he was going to cash in there. I don't know. Um I don't know. Well, I really I uh, at the very least far, because yeah. I'll be honest with you like right after this when when everything got shut down after the next month's show, holy Christ, I look fat. Look at that stomach. Jesus You're Christ. Beautiful Paul. Beautiful. What am I saying? Well, you're interviewing Facade right now. God knows what I ask him. <laughs> totally improv. Don't grab the microphone or the thing. Never <laughs> look at the microphone. Don't grab. See how I, you see how I wouldn't give it up? Yeah. I had that like I was grabbing my. You know, could you beat me here? Can you? Could we beat this part? I held on to that microphone like I was grabbing my. Insert the beep. My leg. Phil, don't go that way. Yeah, (laughs) and he was trying to grab the mic, Michael. (laughs) Oh man, I I love uh, during these spots that we were talking about. A little Hulkamaniac in the background putting his jacket on. That kid loved it, and that's what I was about to say. I didn't like that. During these spots, um, <laughs> that kid popped a lot, and a lot of a lot of this uh, rumble, a lot of these these fans are really into it. I thought this was a really good rumble. I know when you see indie wrestling, you go, "Oh, they got a battle royal." That means like ten and fifteen of the guys that showed up that aren't on the bookings sheet go into the ring so that they can use. That's not what we did here. We really we really planned it out, and we really uh, again credit to Andy Hedder for for a good rumble, um, a good showing. Uh, Killy McMurphy also uh, a good showing. Um, he was he was debuting here and he drew number two and he was eliminated by number one Andy Hatter. But that was way way late um, in in the match. Uh, Alex, what are your thoughts overall here uh, from this Resolution Rumble? Uh, I thought it was a good Rumble. I thought the surprise entrant of Facade was absolutely fun, and to have him win it uh, as as a fan. Uh, very excited about that but even more than liking the resolution rumble to sit here with paul bow and watch along this thing is just it's it's been a pleasure i miss paul bow on commentary i miss you on commentary this has been a lot of fun for me yeah, Paul, this is a little weird for us, at least for me. I don't know how you felt about this, but we're used to calling matches. So when we were talking during the podcast here, just a couple, I'm like, we got to get back to the match. We got to get back to the match. So it was yeah, a really weird. Right. No, no, no. This has nothing to do. Today. I'm trying nothing to, to nothing to do with you you getting up or anything. I'm just saying, like it, well, it, felt, it felt weird that we were having a conversation during this match and not calling it and going back and forth like yeah. we used to do. It was cool, but I, I enjoyed I enjoyed yeah. the watch along. Um, like I said, I apologize for being pulled away a couple times, but we're in the middle of basketball season. We're trying to organize um, a road trip for tomorrow night down to Philadelphia. I got work calling me. I got my kid texting me, who's two floors up, who's in college in his dorm room in. The luxurious Castle de Beau, um, Johnny St. Clair in his robe. Um, <laughs> I love Johnny St. Clair, but he has he has not put clothes on in like a week. He's just been in his robe. Like my like my uncle, my dad used to call him my brother, he used to call Camarelli Lou Hefner instead of Hugh Hefner. He called him Lou Hefner. well i gotta say i I was asking some other podcasters here about like what to do with video like what should i do what should i do they're like wear a good shirt i think i got an old navy shirt on i have a black but i do have a good shirt on i want to be a stain what is that that? 
official Zerker merchandise, my friend. Jesus Christ. You, you. Alex has the gun show hanging out there. I can That's see right. the pythons. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Welcome to the gun show. Well, guys, this, this has been a good one. I really the like the alligator video. don't come out. I like the video. I <laughs> Paul Bo's a little um hard to edit in video, Alex. So I apologize. Um, if only people knew how much we edit Paul Bo. No, I'm just joking. But That's honestly, cool. uh, no, but this has been fun. This has been a cool little video experience. I think our my internet kind of held up, so that's good. Um, hey, we didn't put over Ryan Race at all. Let's put him over again. Yeah, he wasn't really in this one. He likes to hear himself over being put over. He's gonna. <laughs> oh God, we put over Ryan Race every episode. I think he didn't come on commentary to match at all. No, he he yelled. Uh, oh, you know there was a good spot that we missed here because we weren't listening to it. But he goes, um, he's talking to EJ in this match, and he goes, "Shut up, Kuiper!" And he goes, "Your guy." He goes, "Come on, Johnny, let's go, Johnny!" And EJ's like, "He's not even in the match. He's eliminated." And Ryan he, he, up he, in the ring. He always says to Johnny Moran when Johnny Moran's in the match. That's where I got the punch kick thing. He'll say, "Come on, Johnny, punch kick, punch kick," punch, and he'll just repeat it five hundred times. So he's, and he's doing so obnoxious. This. You know, you know, a funny thing is in that in the Rumble match when when Isaac Rule came, when Isaac Rule came out, he said, and, and if you couldn't see it on the video, but he, he obviously said something to Ryan. He says, "What are you doing out here?" That's what he said to Ryan. And Ryan said, well, "Well, I am your manager." He said, "Well, you don't need to be out here for this." <laughs> so that set him off i'm sure real like well ej's like yo you you gotta he's like yo come on johnny he's giving the punch kick and then and then ryan you can hear him yelling goes well what am i even out here for and he realizes that he's out there without a manager he's the manager of no one because no one that he represents is in this ring that's oh, that's God, even better though that's funny that was a great spot, dude. It was a good time. I wish that was hey, planned. But hey, sometimes, you know, was Rojo wasn't at this rumble too. I, I, can I tell a quick Rojo story? I told Alex, you guys this offline there. This will be yeah, we're, we're running way ahead. Yep. So, so, so I, I'm in Schuylkill County and I'm going. Uh, I don't know why I was up by the mall. The because the mall's closed, but I was driving by the McDonald's. I think I needed a drink or something like that. I'm pulling into McDonald's, got to to get a coffee, and who's coming into McDonald's in his Uber? None other than Rojo walking in. I was in the drive-thru in full gimmick. Full gimmick. In full gimmick. <laughs> in, in the middle of the day. That is the best Uber to get, man. Yeah. I want to go I mean, to Hayden. The, the devil on the back of his <laughs> He had the hat, the feather in the hat. He was in full gimmick. Oh, my gosh. That is great. Um, all right. Well, guys, this has been awesome. Um, before we get to the plugs, I just wanted to thank everybody for uh, watching the video portion of this. If you want to do more video, watch-alongs. Yeah, I, I love these. These are fun. Um, so uh, it helps me with research. Um, to be honest, let's pull back the curtain a little bit. I mean, we I do a lot of research for the show, and these these shows are are really good for me too. Uh, last week, as you know, we didn't have an episode. That was because we wanted to film this one and get a little bit ahead. As you know, the summer's coming up. Everybody's going to be busy. I'm going to be busier with a farm. Paul, you're going to have more sports to do. So we're just trying to get ahead uh, of of what? the. I know. I know. <laughs> We're trying to get ahead. We're trying to think ahead here. I know. Um, I hope but, I have more um, sports. I hope I didn't get fired after this episode. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Alex, uh, where can where can we uh, where can we see you at? Well, like my nameplate says, you can find me at Real Kilowatt on all social media, and uh, you can <clears throat> follow all the crazy podcasts that I'm doing at uh, High Tension HTW on all social media, and uh, there's a website out there too, and. Um, yeah, I mean that's pretty much what I'm what I'm doing. You got the Johnny Moran show. You got the uh, you got the season uh, two, Paul. Season two and Heavy season hitter. two. And season two. I'm gonna comment on my plugs. Yeah, please. <laughs> Go ahead. 
<laughs> I love Johnny Moran, but he has hurt me. Very much <laughs> I'm going to be able to recover. I'm not on his show. He had Redbeard on. And Redbeard is a legend, you know. So um, I'm hoping maybe season two I can get. I know Tony wasn't even asked on. And basically to- Tony uh, made Johnny Moran a trainer at the school. And Tony didn't even get asked on. So I feel even worse. You know what I mean? But, hey, the Johnny Moran podcast. In all reality, I will say that uh, Johnny Moran has never liked podcasts before, and he he did honestly say that he wanted to like work out the kinks before getting the people he really like wanted to. Don't stick do up. Good with. Well, that's, <laughs> this just that's doesn't even sound says. real. He's, he's probably full of shit, but that's uh, yeah. That's, yo, that's what yo. he's telling me. All I know is in season two, I cannot wait to be illustrated. Just oh, remember, yeah. that's so the I, real reason. About 38-inch waist. I'm going to try to slim that down. Big chest, though, because I'm kind of deformed a little bit from lifting. I have a bigger chest, but a bigger waist, big belly. Um, the pants, yeah, you got to you got to make a little room somewhere, like in the in the butt Listen, area. We'll say we we need it. We need a run of uh, Paul Bo Bo Peep shirts. Yeah. Well, they're they're like they're like unicorns. They're rare. They're, they're, we sold out of them. They're, we have to get some more of them. We sold out of them. We did. I sold a I ton of them. It. I don't know why people bought them. Oh, I have man. no idea. I wouldn't wear a shirt with my picture on. Would you? <laughs> I seen uh, I seen Heller with one on. Well, there you go. There's Heller had one. That's so good that, publicity. All right. So anyway, my plugs. My plugs. Paul's like, let's move on. Yeah, I, I don't know my social media handles at all. Um, I'm on Instagram. I'm on Twitter. I have no idea what it is. You guys would know better on Facebook. I'm just Paul Bo, so that's easy. Um, I touched on Moran already. I have my little notes here. Um, webweeklylive.com. You can see me doing basketball, football. My kids call me now from two floors up, and uh, that's basically it for me. All right. Well, uh, you can, can we answer St. Clair on the air. Hold on. Hold on. Where is he? What's up, John? Well, you got to put him on speaker. Okay. Oh, they want to hear you on speaker. What I'm is this one-sided conversation that we're getting here. There you go. I'm done. He's is done. Is that he Johnny St. Clair? Yep. He, he hung up. up. Wow. Wow. You know, you know, the bright lights got too much for Johnny there and, uh, and he, he had to cancel on us. That's okay. We'll get That's him on. Right. Right, Honestly, hey. he, he would have been a good commentator for PPW, but as either Richard way. Nixon says, yeah, you're your best Nixon there. I gotta get um, out of here. All right. So yeah, uh, you guys can see me here. Everything is good. Uh, I have nowhere else to plug, so that's fine. We can be quick with that. Next week, we're gonna do PPW. Um, I don't know, PPW something. I think he said uh, shootout, right? Shootout. Yeah, shootout. That's right. PPW yeah, shootout. Uh, James and D'Lo Brown. Yeah. Can we close like with music, like for you when you come off? Like, thank God I'm a country boy. Well, I'm mean, on the phone. I mean, I'm home. We're gonna I do honky tonk, but donk a donk. I could do that too. <laughs> that would be fine. I think my track "You're Sexy" by Kenny Chesney is a good proud choice. That's a good one. Mm, man, Wild I could go all day. Fields in a hot summer sun. Here's the problem. By the lake, Lordy, here she comes. Here's with the you guys are you guys are a out. big tall jug of sweet tea. He knows it. He knows it. See, you guys are probably I could do this all day. Let's talk country, boy. <laughs> um, all right, but before we lose the entire PPW audience, uh, we'll get out of here. Uh, PPW shootout uh, next week, and then who knows after that, but we will not have a week off for a while because we are now got a couple of these in the can, so hopefully we'll be able to. to all right, speaking of the can, that's where I'm headed. Garbage man out. Jesus, boy.